this is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. This call is being recorded. Hey, Father, thank you for just such a great day. We thank you for the message that is going to be brought forth. May you help the person that is going to bring the message to be able to articulate the things that is on your heart. And we thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done, for every single individual on this call, and the things that you're about to teach us on this call. We thank you, Lord, for your wisdom, your knowledge, and your, the understanding of your word. That is about to be brought forth in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, you guys. Um, I'll be giving a message to Kia, by the way. <laughs> Although Pat is here too, I'm chime in and add something. How is everybody? Good. Doing good. Happy Friday night. We are alive in Christ. We are alive in Christ. Hallelujah. I praise the Lord because um, he's faithful to always show up every time pastor asks me to share a message because it is a little nerve-wracking in the beginning. (laughs) It's like, oh my God, Lord, what's going on here? Oh my God, what is going on? What do you want to do? You know, what's on your heart? And um, despite all of that, he still comes through, and so for that, I'm so grateful. Because um, when I was talking to him about, you know, what is it that he wants to share, and what does he want to talk about um, in this message, we're it's kind of going to it's he's we're talking about being authentic. We're talking about the Lord is talking about walking in His light. He's talking about you know recognizing that the struggle in our walk is normal. And so when I was sitting with the Lord, he said, struggle is normal. (laughs) And he said, it's not normal to be perfect. And he stopped there. And I just kind of thought about that because it was encouraging to me because, like I said, I was struggling, you know, and just trusting him to receive his word um, this evening. But he said, um, imperfection shows my glory. He said, in, in your imperfection, but submission to my spirit, I am glorified. I want you to know, my love, people have a desire to be perfect. He says, but I want the struggle to be seen. In it, meaning the struggle, I am exalted higher, mightier, stronger than anything. And so I was, I was happy that the Lord said that because it's just, 
gave way to allow freedom to come in and just allow you guys who are on the line and anybody else who's present to just see me as I am because that's how God wants us all to be seen by each other and by other people to just see us as we are to not feel the need to like show up and try to be something that we are not presently you know at that moment that we are not present at that moment and so the Lord is talking to us about being authentic, just being where we are and allowing ourselves to just be that as he brings us into everything. And so he wanted me to talk to you guys a little bit about what it looked like for me uh, to just kind of, I should say, struggle to rest and to trust him um, in getting what he, what he wants to share with you guys today. Um, because he wants it to be seen. He doesn't want me to try to hide that and just make this message appear like it's so great, so put together, and so grand, because that's not what happens behind the scenes, right? <laughs> behind the scenes, it's a total different situation. And so, um, like this morning when I woke up, I was expecting to wake up and be in a, such a place of full joy, full peace, Everything is going to be easy because the Lord wants me to go forward and deliver his word. <laughs> and that's what I needed in order to do that, right? That's what I was saying to myself. I need to stay in this morning to go well, Lord, so that I can get into the place that you need me to be so I can deliver your message. But yet I found myself facing anxiousness, anxious thoughts, uh, temptation, lies, attacks, all of the things that you just you know, you just don't want to face when you have to go forward and do something. <laughs> like nobody wants to, to have to do something, but do that in a place where you are, you know, frustrated, right? And yet I found myself frustrated because I'm like, Lord, like you need me to be in this place for you. You need me to, to do your will. You need me to surrender to you and submit to you. Nevertheless, um, I just kind of went forward with my day did my normal thing in the morning with speaking to the Lord, spending time with the Lord. And no matter what I did, I just couldn't come to that place of just resting and just trusting and just believing. Um, I felt myself trying to fight against what was fighting me. And uh, it got to the point to where I almost like, so to speak, wore myself out. <laughs> I wore myself out uh, with trying to be strong when I was really in a state of just weakness. I was trying to be strong when I was in a state of weakness. And then at that point where I was just done with myself and the tears were falling down my eyes and I'm like, okay, Lord, so what's the deal? Because this is, this is just not what I wanted it to be. Um, and it wasn't everything that I thought was necessary. And then the Lord started to speak to me and pointing out like, how fear was speaking to me and saying how, you know, making me feel as though the circumstance had to be perfect in order for God to show up for me. I had to be in a perfect place of rest in order for God to show up for me. The, the, my day had to be going smoothly in order, for God, God, in order for God to show up for me and to be here in this time of delivering his message, right? So the Lord was just highlighting to me the lies that I was believing, that I thought the circumstances had to be perfect in order for God to be seen. And so in that, 
I, I thought about that and I was like, okay, wow, Lord. So we have fear is speaking. And he was like, but the, my love will always show up for you. My love will always show up for you despite the circumstances, despite what you have gone through, despite anything that you're going through, my love will always show up for you. It will never fail you. And as I um, was just listening to the Lord, I started calming down, like the Lord's words started calming me down and just bringing me to a place of rest. And so I was so happy about that because uh, it was showing me and teaching me that it's not by my effort, right, that we get there. It's not by our effort that we get there. It's by the Lord's faithfulness, his love for us that meets us exactly where we are. And so, yeah, so the Lord was saying to me, he was saying, I want my people to confess the struggle, to confess the struggle. You know, wherever you are, he wants that to be something that you are allowing yourself to be seen as you are. Um, in other words, not putting on a front, you know, as if everything is all right when it's not. Um, he said, I don't, he says, I want my people to confess the struggle. Don't withhold it from me. Don't withhold it from each other. Don't withhold it from yourself. But walk in the light and the darkness will not prevail. So that's what we're talking about. We're going to talk about walking in the light. We're going to talk about um, allowing ourselves to just be and trusting the Lord to meet us where we are. And so because the Lord is faithful, he is faithful, and I'm uh, thankful for the lesson of his faithfulness. So we um, are going to be looking at a few scriptures and then breaking down some of the words and um, diving into this a little bit further to encourage us and pursue the Lord. Um, so we're going to read first uh, John chapter 1. <clears throat> we're going to read John chapter 1. And we're going to start at verse 1. And we're probably going to read down a few, a few verses. The Lord gave me a few words to, to look at. Are y'all ready? All right. Um, I'm reading the NIV version. Uh, so it says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Verse 6, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. 
He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So a few things that the Lord wanted to highlight is the words truth and the words light. So we look at this, and we are in verse 5, where it says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So if I look up that word light, so it's saying here in the strong, a source of light, radiant, and in the health word study it says light, especially in terms of its results, what it manifests, right? So the light manifests, the light carries results with it, the light of God. It also says manifestation of God's self-existent life, divine illumination to reveal and impart life through Christ, divine illumination to reveal and impart life through Christ. So that is light. So light carries a result with it. Light manifests the manifestation of God's self-existing life, divine illumination to reveal and impart life through Christ. So when we look at this now, let me go back here. So verse 5 is saying, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So the light of God is in us. It is shining through and in the darkness. It is shining in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So the light of God is manifesting himself in us and through us. And it is revealing who Christ Jesus is, and it is imparting life to us and through us. So even as we think on that, we're able to see that that light on the inside of us is greater than any struggle. The light on the inside of us overcame any struggle. The light on the inside of us brings us through any struggle and brings us out of it. So, Bradley, do you want to share anything about that? Oh, yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the life is the light of men. Uh, This is the light from the beginning, the creative light, not the created light. 
It is the illumination of the express image of Jesus, which is also in us, in our oneness. And the darkness saying it could not comprehend or it could not comprehend it or is spiritual ignorance. So spiritual ignorance cannot overtake the light of the Lord that is within us. And I don't want to add it to something later on in the scripture because I'm sure you'll get there, but that's I guess all I'll share. If that makes sense. Did that help? Yeah, that helped. Um, I'll kind of what you wanted to share, though. <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah, what no, I don't I want to take away from what the Lord's having you teach. So, yeah, but sure, I'll, I'll give and put if you wish. It's totally fine, as long as it you know relates. Okay. okay. Yeah, but no, that that helps because it's like the light of the Lord is removing. I love when you said like the spiritual ignorance. Um, yeah. Because that's what the darkness is: is us being ignorant to the truth of yeah. who Christ is. Right. And so even yeah. when I was struggling to get this word and the Lord was saying to me that I was ultimately looking at the fear instead of his love, that was my ignorance. Yeah. To the yeah, fact yeah, that his yeah. love, you know, will, will show up for us no matter the circumstance. Yeah. So the the light light, God's light and light in general, but creative light carries information. That light by by his knowledge and by wisdom, the world was created. And by, I think it's like by wisdom, a house is kept. It's it's very relative to the information gathered within his light that is within us. And so you see, he builds us up with his light, with that informational understanding that can rebuild the structure of our light beings that we are, which should eventually um, overtake the spiritual ignorance caught in death in this world. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. That, Praise God. Yeah. Because that's that's true. Because in our in our in our struggle, in our ignorance, the Lord wants us to submit to him, to yield to him, to lean to him, and allow yeah. him to bring us through. So praise God. Yeah, and I feel just and I appreciate your testimony of, of um just coming raw at the beginning. That was just a blessing to me because I feel like I'm so ignorant with everything he even shows me. I have no idea what's going on half the time. And so my my normal understanding or even my spiritual ignorance is like, but what does it mean? But what do I do with this? But what about this? And it's just it's I still deal with that heavily all the time. So we're all in the same boat. Praise God. Praise God. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's what he wants <laughs> us to walk away feeling encouraged to like accept ourselves just to be where we are, even though yes, we are ignorant to many things. We're still learning. But it's okay because he is going to bring us into the truth. So it's that a love for ourselves that he wants us to receive as much as he loves us. So praise God. So when we look at the, the Lord wants to highlight the word truth. Um, and I know it speaks about, I think it says truth in a few different ways, a few different verses. Uh, but let's look at verse, let's look at verse 9. Um, Verse 9 says, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Um, let's look at this here. So when I look at that word true and it's strong, it says made of truth, real, genuine. Um, and when we break that down, 
is looking at, it says true in Healthworth study, it says true real emphasizing the organic connection, authentic unity between what is true. But if I go back to verse 5, because you're going to kind of look at these in conjunction here. It's interesting what you just said, Bradley, about Christ coming and him coming with a message. And like that's literally confirming what it says here in verse nine, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. So here he comes with the message and it's the truth. So it's literally confirming what you just said. So I praise God because I feel like a light bulb <laughs> came on. <laughs> praise God though. That's that's a blessing to hear, precious. Um anyone else have anything to share that the Lord is showing you or comments? Alana? Uh, not yet. Thanks. Cool. Anybody else? Okay. So we see that in light, verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Uh, did you want to say something on that, Pastor? Yeah. So when you're looking at the light shining in the darkness, that means every area that is not illuminating light on the inside of you is still, you know, I would literally say how the Lord said to me, even, you know, the dark areas of our lives where we feel incomplete, inadequate, um, that light still shines forth and it still radiates and it, it reflects, it's a reflection of him. Not of ourselves, and if we stop for a moment and really look in that place where it's dark, it's a reflection. That reflection that comes forth, it overpowers the the darkness, and it causes you to be secure, even when you're insecure. Mm -hmm. uh, the best way I can give you guys the example of this, do I share that story? It's literally, I used to get up at 5 o'clock and 4 o'clock in the morning to be at a hair appointment at 5 o'clock in the morning in the heart of South Central. And this was when the dogs would be running the streets. Okay, I don't know if you guys know that, but in South Central, uh, there's a pack of dogs that comes out early morning. And they're running the streets, looking in the trash cans and everything. And they're in major packs. And so I would be sitting in my car and I had to get out a little bit before five. But that light in me allowed in the midst of this darkness to show forth and they would go around me, not looking to hinder me, but they would go around me. Even to the point where I can recall even individuals on the street in the middle of the night and they would come and sit by the hair salon 
And I don't know why they came to such a hair salon, but it was, they were there, and a lot of times they would expose themselves to the people going in. But even in that, when we would come in, those who had light, they would literally cross the street because they didn't want to interact with the light. And so a lot of times we are individuals, we don't recognize that we produce a lot of light. Mm -hmm. And 90% of the time, people will come to you and say, I missed you. It feels different when you're not in the office. And you don't understand what that looks like because you're like, well, I was here, you know, or whatever. And in that, they're literally saying, your presence mm. changes the environment here. So hopefully that gives them insight. Mm -hmm. When you said that, I remember something that we were somewhere where we shouldn't be. And there was like a four girls. And then these guys just came up and then they started chasing us. And I just knew that it was the Lord that just bent his car from nowhere. There was nothing, it was like empty around there. And then this, this car just came and stopped. And they were all in his car and took us. But I saw that he saw the light and he saw that we had, and he was protecting us. Even though we were doing something we shouldn't be doing, even then the Lord protects us and sends somebody to help us or whatever it is. He, he knows. And we're his child, no matter what we're doing, even though we shouldn't be But he comes and protects us. I believe that, that, that that's what happened with us. Yes. We got protected. A, a place of refuge, a place of rescue. Yeah, so definitely his word says that as well. Amen. Praise God. Anybody else? So, it, oh, go ahead. So, it's another way of interpreting uh, the light uh, word. It, your grace was with courage, yes, uh, encouragement, and, and to step forward. Um, I was in a situation where I couldn't get past this accident on the road, and uh, uh, and people were driving on the sidewalk to avoid the people that were involved in the traffic accident and had just seen a movie uh, uh, sitcom Mr. T and they were in this chase and it was a collision and, and, and there was fire coming from the accident and I reflected upon that as I was sitting in my vehicle looking at this accident and I got the courage, and this is where I'm, I guess I'm posing a question, but I'm also reflecting on what you shared, that um, I didn't try to avoid it. I ran to it to help rescue the people out of the car. And I knew the car, I felt that the car was going to explode. And I said, we got to go. And it was two other people uh, off duty, uh, uh, sheriff officer and uh, a nurse that was jogging on the street and um and i said no we got to get one more shot and uh, and we got the people out of the car and shortly going from five feet from the accident to ten feet the car exploded 
but the people were saved. Wow. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm interpreting uh, the light of encouragement uh, to see beyond yourself mm -hmm. and, and the grace to render aid to another. Mm -hmm. Amen. No, it is because that's what verse 5 is saying to us. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Darkness will never overcome the light of God. In us, the light of God, period, it will never overcome it. And that's the encouragement that God wants us to take in with this message so that it allows us to just be free, be ourselves in, in strength, be ourselves in weakness, be ourselves, ourselves when we don't know, be ourselves when we do, just be. That's, that's, that's the encouragement that God is wanting us to walk away with because Amen. it is his light in us that has already overcome every bit of weakness, every bit of lie coming against us in any circumstance in this world. So when we look at verse, if we can just skip down from verse 5 to look at verse 9 and look at where it says, so verse 9 says, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. And so that true light is giving light to everyone. So everyone is empowered by God, right? Everyone is empowered and strengthened by God. Anyone who believes in Jesus has received his light, right? And so the true light, let's look at the word true in the strong and then the health word study. So it says in the strong, um, made of truth, real, genuine. It says um, derived uh, from the other objective of the same root, properly, true, real, emphasizing organic connection, authentic unity between what is true and its source of origin. So the, it also says, refers to what is essentially true, connecting visible, visible facts to the underlying, underlying reality. So God is highlighting to us, I like the, what stood out to me when I was looking at this was emphasizing organic connection, authentic unity, authentic unity, right? So authentic unity with God, with the light of God, with the power of God, authentic unity. So when we look up authentic, just in regular definition, when it's saying for authentic, it says based, it says a few different definitions, but it says of undisputed origin, genuine, it says, based on facts, accurate or reliable, um, made or done in a traditional or original way, or in a way that is faithfully resembles an original. But when I was looking at this definition, what stood out to me was where it says, based on facts, accurate or reliable. And a synonym for that was, or is reliable, dependable, trustworthy, authoritative, honest, faithful. And as I was looking at that, the Lord was causing me to see, like, wait a minute here, Lord. <laughs> this is all descriptive words of your character. This is like mm -hmm. your character 
in this word authentic, which is in the word truth, which is you being the true light. So in, in that understanding revelation, the Lord was highlighting to me being ourselves, being authentic is about being honest with ourselves, being honest with where we are, being trustworthy to reveal the truth about ourselves, right? And so it just made me think about that for a moment. I'm like, okay, Lord, you want us to show ourselves fully to each other, show Mm -hmm. ourselves fully to you, and confess it to you, and to speak it forth to you. And so I don't know if that's standing out to anybody right now. Anybody wants to add on to that before I go forward. But that's what the Lord is calling us, calling us to, to allow ourselves to be, although we're spiritual beings, we're still in the human body. <laughs> and we still have struggles and weaknesses. So it's, it's important that we don't hide that. I, I'm literally praising God right now because even as you were going over, um, and like the Strong's and the Concordance, the definition of light, and then the definition of authentic, and then the synonyms for those, I was already by the Spirit screenshotting those and putting it in the Uber conference for other people <laughs> to be able to see that. But then the Lord took me to, okay, because I am the light and I live and I dwell on the inside of you, now everywhere you go, I want you to reflect that. So the Lord is like, yes. I'm reflecting that and I'm, sh- I'm, I'm doing that on the inside of you. Now I want you to go and reflect these things. I want you to reflect and illuminate. I want you to reflect the genuineness of me. I want you to reflect the trueness of me. I want, you know what I mean? So all, like you said, all these different characteristics. So I'm praising God for that. I'm, I'm really Praise praising God. God for that. <clears throat> Amen. But if you look at the word light and then you look at the different definitions that you did, you know, uh, it's viewpoint. You know, what really stood out to me was the viewpoint. Uh, what uh, interpretation stood out uh, to me. Another one, approach, stood out to me. And so these are words that really stood out to me that really shows, you know, shining, you know, bright, okay? So these are some words that really stands out, that really, you know, uh, enhance the word life. Mm -hmm. But even in looking at those words, we can't never speak, quote unquote, the darkness over ourselves. We can't never say, well, Lord, I don't have this. I don't have that. Because guess what? The light is going to shine, which is Christ. And he's going to say, no, 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 that's not true. I live inside of you. You are original because I'm inside of you. You are, you know, illuminating or luminescent because I'm on the inside of you. So, like, you don't have a choice but to believe this because he's already the light that's within you, if that makes sense. But it also makes you also realize that we have to be ourselves and really begin to, you know, truly be ourselves. We don't have to be like each other. It's okay to have different giftings. It's okay to be different than the other person. My light is not going to look like your light, you know, uh, and we're going to look completely different. You know, uh, as I begin to hear hear what I'm saying out of my own mouth, God then allowed me to see the stars. 
each star brings forth something different. And I think Brand, uh, Bradley can speak to the stars a little bit more and give out, you know, what they they do bring forth. So Bradley, I don't know if you can share a little bit more <laughs> in that. Yeah, I was actually going to share um, something in regards to that. Yeah, in regards to us each having our own light, there's actually in making us his image, he is so large and unending that we each carry a specific, I don't know how you say, portion of him, you could say, or specific identity of the Lord that is different from everyone else on the world, that the world would not see if we do not allow ourselves to be ourselves in him. And so I encourage everyone to be vulnerable and honest with yourself, with the Lord, because he will bring that light forward. And in the verse, if you notice, it says uh, he was the true light. Well, what did, why does it say true light? As That must mean that there was some false light. So there are false lights as well. And then to say that he lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Okay, so where did we come from? That word lighteth is fotizo, which can be caused to come in existence into this world. It's also, Pastor, the word for star. There's a, a study that the stars, and I heard this somewhere else, but there's a study that there are not, there are only 10% of stars are in the skies as there should be. And it's because we're not fulfilling our purposes. Because we are, gosh, there are only actually apparently only like 10% of the number of stars in the universe as there should be. Mm. And it's because we are not doing what we're supposed to be doing as creators. Mm. And if are we starting to catch on? Yeah, we're not eliminating as we should be. I think you got to slow that one down. So we, you know, take that a little bit deeper, even though I got it a little bit deeper, take it a little bit deeper. Yeah. So let's see. there's not much. I don't know if I really actually know this much on this topic, but if you sit on your, if you sit on your throne of existence in regards to, let's see, how do I, you can create stars. Okay, there's like a geographical or I don't know what you would call spatial structure to or governmental positionings of planets and stars so that life can exist in a certain manner. So it's like we as the sun, quote unquote, the sun, you know, it's the sun Jesus. It's like also called him the morning star. Uh -huh. You know, does it make sense? So then we too, like him, are stars. There is an illumination necessary for us in the universe with our specific lights so our spiritual lands can come alive. It, it, it probably can help. Have you ever looked at somebody and their appearance appears to be brighter than expected? You know how you glance at them and say, oh my God, that is a reflection of light coming forth. But if we all walk in the light, because the word says walk in the light, we would be as radiant as the stars. Mm -hmm. and, and there would be no darkness in our path 
are in those who are feeding off the light that finds within us. Mm-hmm. So that's when it says, uh, that's yeah. when the scripture talks about darkness had no place because it has yeah. no place when the light is illuminating and we bring forth the light. So imagine the stars being in the atmosphere producing that light, but imagine what we can do to keep light. Mm. Okay? And, 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 and to keep that light uh, in heaven, there's no night and day. No. Okay, because the light is constantly coming forward. In that area, we're supposed to create the same balance here. Yes. I don't know enough. I'm just saying. I'm here for the Holy Spirit. Pastor, that's actually exactly. No, Pastor, that's great because I was. that's exactly right. In heaven, there is no S. There is no S U N because the illumination of all light in heaven expanses from Jesus, oh right? And as as we are in His image and appropriating, supposed to be doing His business, the light. I've shared this with Pastor. I think once before, the light of Him is supposed to shine so brightly within us that there not need be any sort of other illumination. We become oh. the stars. Okay, so it is, it is, eventually there will be no need for light switches in rooms, if you get what I'm saying, because we will brighten the room. Which is correct. But then there's another thing, because you hear, the Holy Spirit said, you hear people talking about the illumination. You hear Illuminati, you know, things such as that. They're mm-hmm. literally saying, we're going to force off darkness. Mm-hmm. By us coming together in agreement with the light that we generate. And so, but the sad part about them is anything that doesn't measure up to their standards, hear me? They cut off. Okay? So they consider it a negative force. Where in Christ, we overpower that negative force. We don't have to cut it off. We overpower that negative force and cause that negative force to become a light being as well. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that makes sense because I don't know what I'm saying. And so when you look at this luminous group, these are a group of individuals who have literally said, and they have this understanding. Uh, some of them even don't go off after 12 o'clock because they recognize that as the, as time change, the forces of darkness come forward and you can see what's really in people. Mm-hmm. And so they consider this as a way of staying on this earthly platform and not really be in that platform where light is being regenerated. They have defied the system and they go into places where we should be going into atmospheres and places, but because of our fear and lack of understanding of who we are, they tap into stuff that we should be mastering. Are they, um, 
something I was trying to look at something else yeah I was was literally talking about you know men on earth having greater power than us who don't believe because they understand how these atmospheres work and they understand the principles that are attached to the things that are heavenly and they know how to you know bring forth what it is without serving God and it's sad we have the access to serve God and we don't know how to bring forth we still have people struggling with praying in the spirit exactly I mean, you even look at the, you look at the uh, New Agers, 90% of what the New Agers do um, are heaven-based things in regards to what the, we should be doing, but it's just a corrupt, twisted version. Where they talk about vibrations, I used to cast that off until God started to make my spirit vibrate in the deep. When they, when the witches levitate and walk through walls and do crazy things like that, I used to cast that off until... God said that was completely what we're supposed to be doing. It is It is much more than, I mean, we're, we're, we will do so much more than that. But there and I is, think, you know. Yeah, go ahead. Not to, cut you, not to cut you off, I think, you know, even when I was listening to Emma Stark, 
she was literally saying the same thing. She said, "You, we think it's crazy, but she said, this is stuff that you're supposed to be doing. She even yeah. said it at the conference. She literally said, you should be doing that. You should be doing the spiritual surgery. You should be going in and popping these demons out and literally getting things in the rightful condition. She said, she literally was saying that one person, I, I recall her giving the example of one gentleman who had cancer in his heart, remember? And she called that cancer out forward, which came out of this person's chest, did spiritual surgery and pushed it back in the man and caused the man to stand up. And that's the stuff we're supposed to be doing. But we see it when somebody said like, oh, wow, that's crazy. We still have an unbelief that when we see people on TV being Dancing laid on, and we think it's some but some form of sorcery, and it's not real. When the foreign countries are doing this left and right, we in America have an issue with our belief system. They think we're crazy because we don't operate in that. You know, on Instagram, I've seen this person arm going back. There was an arm or leg going back and they kept throwing water off of it and praying intensely in the spirit. There was tons of people doing that. And this lady formed and leg just flew back out of nowhere. And when I looked at it, my belief literally said, that's weird, this couldn't be right. But I watched it. I know they couldn't have altered this Instagram that quick. And so I know it was real, but my mind said, no. And we need to really begin to attack what attacks us. Yeah, but wouldn't that fall fall within the the spectrum of your relationship with the Holy Spirit? I mean, your relationship with Father God, um, your belief uh, going back just digressing just back a little bit in the narrative of what Takiyah was sharing uh, from, from the scripture. Um, we're in power, like, light illuminates through us, and we're, 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 we're bestowed upon us encouragement, strength, vision, uh, guilt, um, the light of, like, the little song of this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine to the point where there is no darkness that concealed negativity that I might want to do that Father God does not see. Correct? His light, he, 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 he rephrase it. So there is no darkness there's no um, that can conceal my wrong So, and, and when that, when you uh, relate to that or articulate that and feel, uh, the word escapes me right now, but when you feel conviction on that, and you say, oh, I can't do that. Father God seeing this. And it, it, it prevents you from doing wrong and you abstain to do what's right and uh but back to 
the, my emphasis on my relationship or the maturity in one's faith, uh, we have a greater understanding individually because we all have that. We all have a relationship with Father God, but my relationship may not be on the level of another person. Uh, it's on the level of where I'm at with Father God. You're right on it, though, Paul, if, if I can tag, tag along from that. Did you want to say something else? One most important thing, we're still stuck in trying to make a hand. You're convicted No, I'm, I'm, only, I'm, only speaking, I'm only speaking of Pastor. I think last week I shared with you, I said sometimes I should not hold back because when I hold back, then I have to, I have to go back to those bookmarks and then try to funnel all that that I'm holding back from. And so therefore, when it's on my heart and I'm compelled to share, then I have to share it then. So I'm not trying to contradict anything. I'm just sharing my insight and how it's on me uh, and how my relationship is with Father God on whatever subject matter that may be that we're engaged in. We will never obtain the things of God if we don't recognize that the relationship we have with God will overpower the sin in us if we are in an intimate relationship. Because when you're intimate, you're so intimate that you don't want to do something wrong. It grieves you. You are in that place where you are sobbing because the last thing you want to do is let him down. When when you still got sin reflecting in you, it's still a area of darkness that you haven't surrendered. We must surrender it and stop trying to cast it out or try to deal with it on our own. I was just trying to get a different perspective. I want to um, you bring it in. 100%, but I have to say that. Yeah, I want to bring it in because you are right on point to what the Lord is speaking in the message that he gave me and what it is he's directing us to for this past night because and what Pastor is saying is right on point too because what the Lord is ultimately saying to us in the scripture is everything that is in us, as you were saying, we can call it sin, we can call it darkness, we can call it things that convict us or the Holy Spirit, the stuff the Holy Spirit convicts us about, all of that must be brought to the light. All of it cannot be hidden. We cannot allow it to resonate and ruminate in us and never bring it forward. And as the Lord was saying in the beginning of the message, he says, I, I don't want my people, right, to, to hold that stroke. I want them to ultimately uh, bring it forward to themselves, bring it forth, bring it forth to the Lord, bring it forward to themselves, bring it, bring it forward to each other, right? And so when we look at the scripture in verse 5, and it says the light shines in the darkness, the darkness has not overcome it. When we take the darkness that's in us and we shine that light on it by giving space for it, bringing it to the light, allowing it to be seen, the light of God will overpower it, right? And so as we see in verse 9 where it says the true light, which is what the Lord is highlighting, the true light, the true light as in being that authentic unity, that intimacy with the Lord, what it looks like to walk in that authentic intimacy with the Lord is being honest, 
being able to share forth what's really going on inside of us, uh, because that characteristic is what's going to lead us into the place where we can walk in the powers and, and the different things that's in us and be able to do the things that Bradley is saying and Pastor is saying, right? But we have to we have to be authentic in where we are right now by revealing where we are. So what the Lord is saying, He says, many people will see me as you are authentic. He says, but confession is a must. You can't be authentic without confession. So the confession, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit, and then I'm going to share some more scriptures. But the confession looks many like many things right so as the lord said you're confessing it to him you're confessing it to each other you're confessing it to yourself so within myself if i was to i'll, I'll say this i'll get a very very vulnerable in this moment right now to talk about the confession and we all can share whoever wants to share but um last last year i went on a date and the date that i went on was very bad Right, and it left me uh, the kind of fast forward. It left me a little bruised. Okay, now the bruise is in my mind attached to a certain song, a certain person, and a certain moment. Right, so whenever I hear this song, the bruise rises up in my heart. Right, or it was at one point. It was it was rising in my heart, and I feel a little bit like queasy, a little bit. Um, uh, I can't even think of the word anymore, uh, but I want to feel comfortable, right? And so whenever I hear this song, and I used to love the song as a worship song, right? I, I loved the song at one point, and I, I made a dance to it and everything, and I was so happy about it, right? But when I shared it with the person, they had something negative to say about the dance, right? And I was like, oh, you just, that word penetrated my heart, and now it's somewhere up in there. I came to a point where it was happening, but Whenever I, I think about my dance and I think about that song, my heart is moved. It's like a prick in my heart, right? And so I would hear the song, and I mean, this is last year, so I hear the song a few times since that time. And every time, it will, it will move. My heart will move. And I will see it. You know how you can see yourself, but you kind of just ignore yourself. You ignore what's going on in your heart. You don't really say nothing to yourself. You don't say anything to anybody else. You just keep, keep it pushing, right? <laughs> And so that happened a few times, like maybe like a good four times. And as that happened, I just noticed myself ignoring it. I noticed myself not saying anything about it to the Lord, to anyone. And then I was like, okay, Lord, but you've been teaching me to be authentic. You've been teaching me to be honest, to be trustworthy, right? To be someone who is walking in the truth. Well, the truth is that song is moving me. Every time I hear this song, it comes against my identity because I feel less than myself because of the negative words this man spoke, okay? So that's the vulnerable side of what an example of something that happens in our heart for whatever reason, but mine was a specific statement somebody made against me, right? And so now I see that truth in my, in my heart come up every time I hear this song. I was not bringing it to the Lord, but then the Lord reminded me, God, I'm teaching you to be authentic. I'm teaching you to expose yourself. I'm teaching you to confess to me what's going on on the inside of you. So as the Holy Spirit reminded me of that, literally this morning, and I heard this worship song again, and then it made me sad because I used to like it, and I didn't like it anymore. And then I'm like, okay, Lord. I said, wow, Lord. So this time, 
had strength enough to confess. And I simply said to the Lord, Lord, every time I hear this song, it reminds me of that man. It reminds me and it makes me feel bad about myself. And I said, it's something going on in my heart. It's coming against my identity and I'm not feeling like a confident woman. And I simply said it to the Lord in my mind to him, but I'm not saying it because, you know, we can sometimes confess something, quote, unquote, but it's like a confession with, with the side eye. We ain't really facing the Lord. But, no, when we really face the Lord head on and be honest and vulnerable with what's going on, that's what he's asking us to come into, right? So I did that this morning. And this time I fully faced the Lord and confessed that just simply saying it in my mind. And then immediately the Holy Spirit rolls up a song. And it was a song that says that what he was singing to me, I will restore you, I will restore you, I will restore you. I even posted it on Instagram. He was singing, I will restore you, I will restore you. And it was just a simple song. And I just listened to the words, and I was like, oh, my God, you're singing over me. And that simple song, I just pressed my phone and recorded it. And I was like, wow, Lord. And do you know, after I did a little recording thing, and then later on in the episode when I heard that song, that little pain in my heart was not there anymore. That little darkness was not there anymore. Why? Because authentically walking in an honest truth before our Lord intimately, allowing him into those hurtful, vulnerable places, he dealt with it. I brought the darkness to the light by confessing it. And God wants us to allow our darkness, or the darkness that's in us, to be seen, bringing it to him. Or do you bring it to him intimately, yourself, in your mind, in your heart, outside of your mouth? You're bringing it to someone else. You're bringing it to a group. But God wants us to confess it. Because when we, when we allow the darkness to stay, it's taking up space. The light is not fully functioning as it wants to go forward, right? Because we have these things. We are looking at ourselves in the shame and all these things. But God is saying, today, I want my people to fully come into an authentic intimate relationship with me, with themselves, and with each other. Pastor, Amen. Wow. My pastor is calling somebody. Can you share that concept? How we're born? Yes. Um, we're born with a. Hold on, Miss. So, Miss, uh, welcome to our Bible study. <laughs> I invited my friend Liz just to share something that really was impactful to me, and I want you guys to really hear what she's saying. So, um, Hopefully, you guys can hear her. Okay. Hello, everyone. Can you hear me okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I was introduced many years ago to a wonderful um, public speaker who became a personal friend of mine. He has since passed away, but his name is Tom Bay. And Tom Bay um, worked for Franklin Covey. And that's how I met him. But he ultimately opened his own consulting and motivational speaking practice called Tom Bay Speaks Up. And he wrote a book called Look Within or Do Without. And the premise of the book has to do with uh, the simple reality that each one of us has 1,440 minutes in every single day. 
to determine, um, you know, what our priorities are and and how we're going to structure our life. And so he talks about how from birth you're you're starting with a clean slate. Picture it a whiteboard, and you're on the left side of the whiteboard, and you're trying to get to the right side, or you know, a, a way of looking at the right side of your life. And you have all these people writing stuff on your whiteboard, your mom and your dad and your, your probably your church group and the, and the politics of the world and things like you're pretty or you're stupid or you're fat or you're never going to amount to anything or how great you are or you're a champion. And these things are written by the people that we have the most respect for and so they they get stuck they they, they're they're sitting on that left side of our whiteboard and they're written in indelible ink can't be really erased unless you decide to paint over the board as you're moving through your life and you're trying to get to this side of your life that he considers the right side of your life and you're starting to make big decisions on your own the items that are written on that side of your board when you were younger that were, they're so, they're so strong and so powerful and so influential that until you make a decision to, to either rewrite the script, they're always going to have an impact on you. And usually it's the ones that aren't favorable, you know, especially the ones that make you feel like you're not worthy or you're not good enough or so, so I, it's, it's, you know, Kathy and I, in our work life, we work on how you can speak to somebody and they will have, they will hear it from a different perspective when they're hearing it from their own belief window. And, you know, we're living in a society today where it's so difficult to know even what to say or how to speak because everybody's coming from a different place. And it makes you have to stop and really pay attention to how it is that your words or your actions are actually being received by the other person. So I don't know, Kathy, was that what you were hoping for? Yes, that's perfect. Okay. Because okay. that gets them to think. So I thank okay. you, Liz. <laughs> okay. You're very welcome. Okay. Okay. Oh. Bye. You guys got that, right? So it's literally saying all of these things that's on this side, in our world, they have to be surrendered to God. In her world, she's literally saying they're on this whiteboard and they cannot be erased. In our world, they can be erased. But it's what Bradley said, we have to come into that agreement by admitting to Christ, I need help in this area. And without us really asking for that help, based on what Shakia was saying, she said, I need help. And God took it from her and gave her a new song. You guys get it. She got a new song as a result of her surrender. And so it's okay to have these things on this board, but eventually our goal is to have him to erase them. She said to, I don't, cause I don't know what this is, what if you mean, I didn't want to know. I didn't want to know if this is what you meant. But I drive a lot. I drive all the time. I'm always driving. Mm. And uh, I, less than a year and a half, I only put like, I just got to down for my car. That's how much I drive. But anyway, 
I was um, driving, and I noticed, I, I've been asking the Lord to show me, because sometimes I think that I don't do too many bad things, but I know that through our life we sin, you know, we do things. But anyway, I noticed that when people start slowing down for no reason or they're just driving too slow, I start in my head, I said, why are they going so slow? Why don't they call it a slow man? Like, you know, I get like upset inside of me. I'm like upset. And I think to me that's a sin. <laughs> because right away I say that. And then the Lord had me like change lane and look at the person that was driving. And it was a young girl, you know, a very young girl. And she was like, look, she was, she was, he was showing me like, to me, I, I felt that the Lord was showing me everything that was going in her mind. And she was on this, on the fast lane because she was on the diamond lane. She was holding onto that steering wheel so tight and it felt like she was shaking and she was like nervous and just looking everywhere like which way she was going. And I said, Lord, I'm so sorry that I felt that way because the old people must even feel worse. You know, and some people, then I usually want to turn around and somebody old or somebody that, you know, doesn't, I always say, they don't even know how to drive. They must have got their license like fear, you know, like you say crazy things or, but the Lord, Show me to me that that's bad for me to be doing that, you know, that I'm judging them, whatever I'm doing, but I'm not, you know, I'm, first of all, I'm getting mad because they're slowing me down. And I feel like they shouldn't even be in this world. They shouldn't be in, on the freeway. <laughs> you know, they shouldn't be on that lane. They shouldn't be on that lane or whatever I'm thinking. But this is going in my mind, and I'm just like, letting it keep on going over and over in my head, you know, and I say, I don't want to feel like that, Lord. You know, I don't want to be feeling like that, you know, so. Right away, I told man, Lord, I'm sorry that I've been doing that, you know, and help me to, I thank you that you showed me that, because that could be my granddaughter that's nervous, and she's young and just learning to drive, you know, and she's trying to get to wherever she's going, but it's like those kind of little things that we think are okay, they're not okay, you know, and we have to tell the Lord, you know, Lord, help me, show me those things that I'm doing wrong, because sometimes we just like, I'm like me, myself, I'm just talking about me oversee it. I don't think it's that bad, so I just think, you know, I just keep on driving and keep on talking nonsense in my head. But the Lord showed me that it's not right, you know, that I have to have consideration. Like, I'm always saying, I want to have compassion. I have to have compassion for those people because they don't want to be on the, uh, driving, you know, and it's not their fault that they drive too slow and they're scared or nervous. It's just new, and I've been driving for over 50 years, so, you know, I mean, I have the experience, but that doesn't make me better than them. It just makes me not not like I guess I don't like it, but it doesn't make me right when I'm criticizing them and telling them that you know telling them my own under my breath that they shouldn't be on. And so I want to say one thing, and I'll give it back to him. Uh, yeah, and understanding the things that are on this left side of you. I mean, excuse me, right side, left side of you, and in that left side, it's not for you to go in and find them. I want to make sure I say that because many of us will go in and try to surrender something God is not ready to provide that solution. It is for when he brings it, such as what Paul was saying, when he brings something to your attention, that is the opportunity to surrender it. It's not for you to go in and try to find, and I think we've been in that place where we've been picking apart the fruits that are on the inside of us and we think everything is bad. It's only when he brings it to your attention and he's choosing to write sides it, that's when you surrender it. Okay, but that does not mean I'm going in and saying, Lord, I don't like this about myself. I don't like that about myself. Some of these things remain until he takes it off. 
or some of these things will never be taken out because it what draws you to him. And so if it draws you to him, he's okay with it. And we have to learn to be okay with ourselves. You know, so really looking at everything on that right side of the board, it's not going to all be fixed. But one thing I can say about this congregation, there's a lot of things on the right side that God brings to our attention. And we wait till we get about 10 or 15 or 20 notifications from God before we begin to address the subject matter. <laughs> and, and, and the way to address the subject matter is just to say, Lord, I surrender it. We don't have to delay it. You know, okay, Lord, send somebody else to tell me the same thing. You already know what the issue is, and you say, or, or you, you have that common phrase, I know, I know, I know. You know, I, I got out of, I know I'm working on it. I, I, there's nothing I can work on. Okay? I got to surrender it. And I, I stopped saying, I hear you, I'm working on it, because what am I working on? My job is just to surrender it. You don't have to fix it. You have to surrender it, and God will take care of it and bring you into the best solution for resolving it. And so you surrender it to him. I'll be quiet for the rest of the message. <laughs> may, I, may I add one more thing? Yeah. <laughs> Is it okay if I add one more thing? Yes. The importance of this is far more than we can actually imagine. And exactly what the pastor said, like, come before the Lord and let him do it. But as light beings, it is our original creation to photizo, exist, lighteth something. And if we are not doing it in him and allowing that, our old nature or earth realm nature is going to try and light with or photizo with the world's light. And so if we do not allow, it is so necessary. It's a beautiful process, but some of it will be easy. Some of it will be very uncomfortable. Some of it will shake your body up quite a bit and it will be very tiring. But the beauty in the relational work and the precious love of the father in it is far worth it to let his light truly shine inside of you and reveal what he wishes to deal with in that moment and forever how long he wishes to. So I appreciate this message and I encourage everyone fight that fight or, or stand strong and know who loves you and who will do it for you. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? I just have a question. Um, I, forget, I think it was the woman, Liz. Those things, Pastor, that potentially could be on the left side, that example that was given, I 100% I agree. Like, it's not our job to, you know, oh, this is, I'm still dealing with this, or this is still there. Um, the Lord was just showing me that those things that are there, that he's allowing to be there, sometimes they're also there to also, I guess, attract others for ministry's sake, if that makes any sense. Um, that those things that can still be on the inside of you can be used for ministry. And we may see it as a negative 
or darkness, but again, Christ sees it still as light as it could also attract others for kingdom. 100%. Mm-hmm. That's definitely in what I want to talk about tonight. So yes, spot on. Yeah. The, the, the authenticity, authentic, authenticity, yeah, whatever. <laughs> that God <Yeah>. is uh, <laughs> really, <laughs> right, that word, that God is really like honing in for us tonight. Yes, we're not there to pick apart ourselves. We're not there to talk bad about ourselves. Nowhere in the message is God leading us down our road or wanting us to go down that road. What he's really saying is it's, it's the walking in the light aspect, which is you, you're going about your day, you're going about your life, you're doing whatever. But all of a sudden, say, for example, you're overwhelmed with something in your emotions, you're overwhelmed with your thoughts, whatever, you, whatever that's just raising itself higher than God in that moment, bring it to him. That's what he's saying. Don't go back behind you searching for stuff in a closet that's nowhere to be found. Don't do that inside yourself. But if it's raising his ugly head in front of you, take that to the Lord intimately, confessing it to him so that the light can shine upon it and that darkness can be expelled. That's what God is saying. If it rears his ugly head, deal with it. If it's not rearing his ugly head, leave it until the Lord wants to deal with it. But if it's coming against you, face that thing head on with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit, but you can bring it to him just in your simple confession confession, and allow him to speak to you or allow him to instruct you or allow him to tell you what he wants to or what he doesn't want to do. But the key is, is just to confess it and bring it to him if it's coming against you. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Did you want to say something, Paul? Okay. Okay. Anybody want to? Just, <laughs> I mean, the whole message tonight, here. I mean, it's like nourishing. You know, it, it, it's it's transparent, but it's nourishment because it, it causes. Uh, I, I truly believe on all those that are on this call. It it, it causes us to look objectively at ourselves and our relationship with Father God and to remove barriers and obstacles that are not so it's hindering us mm-hmm. and 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 stag, making it stagnant on our growth. And um I, a lot of times I have a tendency to 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 digress back in my uh in my walk with Christ. Uh, it's not like I'm holding on to some indiscretions or uh, undesirable moments in my in my in my chapter of life. It's just that it's a testimony mm-hmm. that uh, I've overcome that, and and here I am today. And to share that, um, uh, not saying I'm greater than anyone or less than anyone. It's just that um, I was that individual in the house of the Lord. Says, "Wow, I want to be like Sister Cooper's daughter, because every Sunday she's she's just anointed beyond anointing." And I said, "How come I can't get a slice of that?" You know, and 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 then I came full circle to where like my nourishment of the word is like water to a plant. Uh, I hadn't blossomed yet. I, I was still growing, and. Uh, but yeah, this is, this is 
that is there is no man is prepared for such a thing you know even if it is explained to the the best degree not to change the tone but no one is prepared for it but one must go through it no matter i could explain in the various most eloquent poetic words of the pain but it is um the internal pain but it is um yeah, it is unexplainable so but i understand the desire for it and i too even my girlfriend asked me knowing what i went through now to gain the father's pure purpose in regards to whatever he wishes would i do it again and i had to really take a moment to ask myself the truth uh, and what i would truly do because of um how much it costs and I said, you know, I probably, I probably would because of how close we are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, the Holy Spirit shared with me that our day um, starts with an acknowledgement from Father God that, that we're blessed with another day. And when we have to leave the confines of that place we call uh, residence, home, uh, or whatever we decide to call that place that we occupy, and have to travel. We travel by faith. We don't know how we're going to get there. It, 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 I'm using that as an example uh, in the simplest of, of format, but if you put it in perspective or put it in context, of you're you're going for your master or your PhD or you 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 designing this or you just raising or rearing your child or your children you you can't truly foresee what that entails but you're in faith that Father God has you and that you're going to prevail with that and uh, wow a lot of things are just raining down on me. So I, you know, just... Anybody else want to share? I had, I had a question if anybody wanted to share an example of how they have walked with the Lord intimately or confessed to him or authentic or a testimony in doing that, that could even encourage the group. If anybody's kind of like, well, I don't know where I want to say that. Because I have much more to share, but I definitely at this time won't be able to go through it all with the supporting scriptures, but maybe another time. But um, if anybody wants to share. I'll share. Okay, go ahead, Bradley. So I just want to say this. I know everyone seems to like, I don't know, mention, I don't know whatever everyone sees and whatever God is doing in me, but I still feel just being vulnerable, I still feel like I'm completely lost. I still feel some sort of separation from him that I yearn for to for him to close this barrier, even though there really is none. So each day I do deal with the lack of understanding, although it is necessary. But it's a struggle still every single day. I'm like, I don't know. I don't understand any of this stuff. Half the stuff I'm even you're even showing me. So I know he's even in church, whenever I bring things forward in church and you guys probably think I know 10 times more than, than what I actually do. 
um, I, I'm just watching and he's just showing me stuff. And I'm, all I'm doing is saying, what is this? Why is this happening? What is this? And then he kind of just opens it up to me. But a lot of this stuff, I feel like a, still feel like this newborn infant that has no clue or has any, any idea of what's going on. So don't, you know, I mean, you know, praise God for what he's doing, but mm-hmm. I'm still, yeah, I just want to know where you I just want y'all to know where I, I'm still at. I still struggle every day. I still um, yearn for him, more of him every day. I still feel like I'm missing something every single day just because of, I think for me, it's, it's my need to understand more, um, which is something I'm learning. I have to let go of because of the new understanding that has to come in. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you all because I know a lot's been happening with me spiritually and I guess it's starting to be, you know, brought forward in church a bit. But, yeah, it's it's I still feel like I don't know y'all what I'm doing. So, <laughs> But you're trusting the process at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. You're trusting sure, the process sure. of what Christ is doing. Sure. And I think that's for all of us, not just for Bradley, but with all of us individually, whatever the mantle Christ has placed on us, just trust the process, period. If it's an error, if it's tons of question marks, I don't know what I'm saying, Lord. I don't know what I'm praying. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Every day we wake up, like my dad is saying, we're going to trust the process in faith that he's going to get us to wherever we need to go. And that's, again, an example of letting that light shine. That's an example of letting him just be authentic in us yeah. um yeah i mean every every time i get on the prayer line i don't know what i'm seeing either half the time i don't even i just do it because i'm like you know what lord i'm just gonna jump i'm not even gonna care anymore i'm not gonna be concerned about okay if i jump off this cliff am i gonna land in a pool am i gonna land on marshmallows am i gonna land on rocks i'm gonna just jump and i'm gonna just trust in the process that you're going to do whatever you do and that's the bottom line and i'm gonna praise you in the midst of all of it and if i make a mistake i make a mistake i'm pretty sure bradley tons of times has like you just expressed i don't know what i'm saying i don't know but you're trusting god in it and if that can't be a testimony or testament for anything for any of us, we need to just trust him in the process, period. Yeah. Sometimes it's not That's even it. about trying to figure it all out. It's just being. Yeah. If I share my own life, because I think it's so important that you share it, you share it because it's always, you know, a place of overcoming and a place where you can ask for prayer because the kid asked if there was somebody that could share something deep or something serious that they have going on on the inside of them, um, you know, that will help others. And, you know, I, I, I stand in this particular place and I'm just being open and real because, you know, sometimes I really need prayer and consistent prayer in the area where you find yourself in that most uh, vulnerable state uh, and in that place, you find yourself searching. 
And I don't know if many of the women on the line have the same, you know, same issue going forward, you know, uh, and that is, you know, there's times in my life and, and in my walk uh, where I feel so lonely. I feel like if I had a greater companionship and, you know, and, and I want to make sure, you know, that I'm being fully, you know, disclosing because I really need you guys to hear and understand, but also continue to lift me in prayer. You know, there's times where, you know, I would love for my husband to be that husband to whereby he's covering me in prayer and making sure that, you know, uh, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and staying in that place um, because sometimes it's that lonely road. And sometimes I find myself as I'm walking through this walk and I'll give a perfect example, you know, uh, and I have to constantly repent because I put my, my flesh, my flesh speaks out in this particular area. I can recall being in Costco one day and I opened the refrigerator door, and on the other side of the refrigerator door, it was this, you know, gentleman who was fairly nice looking or whatever, standing on the other side, and he opened the door for me, and he began to have a conversation with me, and that attention, hear me, uh, literally allowed me to, like, melt to whereby I felt like I was pulling him in hear me into the conversation as I was this desperate woman desiring this man's attention. And, you know, he literally stopped whoever he was talking on the phone to entertain me, even to stare at me. And in that place, my heart was, how would I say, elated because I got attention that I desired. And knowing I know it's wrong, I know it's not the right thing to do, you know, but uh, I'll say another situation, and, and, and that's why I'm saying I'm, I'm putting it out there. I'm in this big executive room, and I'm in this room with a bunch of guys and my boss, and we're all having this full-on conversation, and this one guy walks up. He could have said something in that room to there were probably about six other women in there, but he stopped to have a conversation with me. And in the back of my mind, I want to make sure that you understand, my mind was like, Ooh, why'd you talk to talk to me? I ate up that attention, and then I found myself to, I had to slap myself, you know, in, in the spirit, saying, what the heck are you doing? But I found myself gravitating toward him to where we're looking at each other across the table. Do you see what I'm saying? And then I got convicted to where I had to back up off of it and and to really understand, you know, my flesh. And so and so in that place, you know, uh, I literally cry out to the Lord continually for that completion because I know it's not found in man. And, and and I'm foolish to think that it's going to ever come from the man I'm married. It has to come from God. But it doesn't stop my flesh, hear me, from, from desiring it. And, 
and, and craving that form of attention. And so to be in that place, you know, uh, if when I do something stupid, I'm, I'm just being real, when I do something stupid, I am the, the condemner of me, okay? Oh, my God. I condemn me to no end because I know it's wrong. And when I condemn me, I want to make sure I start backing away from God because I feel the shame. I feel like how could I be standing in a position of office, a position of authority, and still have struggles with flesh? And I literally keep telling my Lord, sit me down, sit me down, sit me down. And he, he hasn't and won't. Uh, but in that particular place, hear what I'm saying. I cry out constantly for that completion in Christ. And, and, and as I say it now, he said, now you have it. Because I think it was about my open confession. I had to confess it openly in order to obtain what I desire in him. So I, I, I lay that because he said, confess it to one another. And so in that place, I kept saying, Lord, help me. I don't know how to get this. And, and I keep saying, do I tell? Do I tell on myself? Do I tell on myself? Because I know over the years, every time I told on myself, I expose what's in me. And in exposing what's in me tends to run away from me. And so in that place, I'm crying out because I, I can't do this on my own. And I cannot have an expectation because in some fashion or form, I had an expectation that this man was going to complete me and make me feel as comfortable as possible in this, this awesome person that I desire to be. And it, and it ain't happening. It ain't happening. <laughs> and to be real, no man can do it, okay? I'm just being real. There's no man that can sleep. And I'm a harsh judger of a man anyway. So even if I was to take on another man, I would criticize so bad because my expectations of what I think he's supposed to be is not even in God. So prayer, please. <laughs> we will pray. <laughs> I'm sure others have it, but they just probably don't want to say it, but I, I have to say it because I can't deal with it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Definitely. no, I, I do. Um um hand raised. I do big time pastor, but I think my uh, where my where my struggle is with me right now is literally of course who doesn't want a husband, right? I mean, of course I do, but honestly right now that is not the biggest struggle for me. Um my struggle is my walk and who the Lord called me to be. And I question it every day in the sense of saying why have I not activated what you've said I should have activated a long time ago? And I walk every day when I've been telling you guys on the prayer call how I've been struggling just in my, my everyday thoughts. And Kia, you said something that totally, totally resonated with me. And I realized I do this consistently every day. But sister, yours was just a song. But imagine 20 different areas, including songs that 
every time you, you hear something or think about something it pierces you and you're like, how do I not allow this to hinder me anymore? And it's sometimes I feel like I'm losing my mind because I'm like, how do I get to the, where I'm supposed to be in you, Christ? Like you get these beautiful things said about you and what you're supposed to do for the Lord and the spirit, for the kingdom, for the church. And yet every day you wake up, you feel like you're not doing nothing and you're consistently in a struggle. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know how to even begin to activate what was spoken over me recently. Now I'm looking at it right now as I'm looking at the words that was spoken over me and I've been looking at it all week and I'm just like, Lord, am I going to ever even get to this place? Like you want me to do so much, but I feel like I'm not doing nothing. And this is just, I need, I need prayer for my mind. I really do. Like I need prayer for my mind. No, you don't. You need to surrender it back to him and ask him to complete it. It's not yours. You can't make yourself step into that. And so you have to surrender it. I've already tried to pray over my mind in that particular situation. Lord, let me not sin. Let me not do this. I, yes. I, I have tried all of that. Now, the only thing is I have to confess what's hindering me, being bold about it, and asking openly for prayer and God's covering so that I don't walk in that particular place where my mind changed me. Yes. Rashida, the Lord was saying, you can even do that now. Here we are, open court, confess those things, right? You're exposing whatever is that is trying to diminish the light within. So exposing that will allow us to then pray. Lord, I'm surrendering my mind over, back over to you. I'm even surrendering this word that you've spoken over my life back to you, Lord, so you can you can do it. I can't do this without you, and I need you. I surrender all the hurts that are in my heart and the things that have pierced me in my sides that look, I look at every day or tries to fight me every day, saying, Lord, you handle it. I'm laying it at your throne because I need you. I cannot do this without you. Lord, I, I go ahead. And I'll just also too just saying I surrender my daughter back over to you. I, Lord, I, I'm I'm tired in this area of the disconnect. And I give it over to you, Father God, to heal the relationship. I can't do it without you. And my finances, Lord, I'm tired, I'm tired of struggling and making bad decisions with you allow me to make the most money I've made in my life. I'm still in this place where I don't even know how to completely manage it. So I'm not behind on stuff. So Lord, I surrender it to you because I can't do it without you. Yeah, and I think even as you said the prayer, you know, this is an opportunity for all of us to, you know, really understand if we don't surrender to that light, then then how do we become light? You know, uh, we we can't let darkness continue to have its way in us and overpower the light that's on the inside of us that continues to burst forth even in the midst of our sin. God doesn't diminish the light. Uh, and, and doesn't diminish himself, he literally comes in that place of rescue where we're falling short. But he does require that we 
we're, we're open and we confess our sins to one another because that's the way we're going to get over something. You know, I've been waiting for a long time to just say, I am so sick of that. Okay, I am beyond. Okay, I, I I cannot live another day walking in foolishness that I grow completely better. Yes. And, and and I'm not a desperate woman. Okay, yes. I'm just I'm not a desperate woman, Lord. Even in the midst of where I'm walking, I I, I don't need attention attention to know that I'm okay. Okay, so even in that and, and, and I'm literally saying, help me. And I don't want to be a busy woman in other people's lives because I feel like I don't have a life. But Lord, help me. You know, I always listen to a line of saying, you hear this, you hear that, you hear this, you hear that. Oh, you got all of this stuff. I feel like I ain't got nothing if I can't get past it. I don't have nothing. And so I surrender it all. I'm like, take it all away from me because it's wrecking me. Help me. I just want to thank you and praise you for that. But 
I want to confess that because I do always feel like the last one on this of us that knows anything. But I just praise God because even though I don't have that, that He He has been teaching me, you know. And I just thank you, Lord, and I just confess it right now. And no matter how much education I have, Lord, I just know that you're going to get me there because I, I know that I've been growing and, and learning more and more every day. But I pray that because even as we're confessing, I don't know about you guys, but the weight that's been on me is lifting. And, and, and I could not stand because I felt like I was buried in that weight. And so I pray that as you're sharing also, you know, we're going to continue with this message. It's an awesome message, but we're going to continue forward to continue to lay these things down before God and, mm -hmm. and really be in that place where accountability is there for one another, helping each other to overcome uh, through prayer and intercession for the other person so that we can stand strong. I really praise God for this message. I, I just praise God for this tonight. Just I praise God for the Lord sharing sharing with you the things that He shared with you because everything you've spoken, um, sister, and then everybody else literally is where everything resonates with me. I really just praise God for you being diligent, even in your struggle, sister, and um and getting this message from the Lord because I really need to hear this. And I praise God just for each and every person on this phone, for Pastor, for for Bradley, for you walking through what you walk through to um, get us to see a different aspect of God that, you know, some of us are not at those places yet, but I praise God for everybody just standing in their positions, even when they think that they're not, um, because it helps. So I just, I just really hope that everybody continues to speak because we, we all need each other. The body of Christ is, is a whole for a reason. So I just wanted to share that. Mm -hmm. Amen. Uh, yeah, the Lord has reminded me of a couple of things. Um, I know it is kind of it's at the top of our, but I got to say a couple of things. Um, the Lord has taken me back to the beginning of what he said in this message, which is struggle is normal. We have to embrace that and stop trying to hide under perfection. Mm -hmm. He said it's not normal to be perfect. Mm -hmm. He doesn't require it. He doesn't want it. And his light doesn't shine fully through us when we try to be perfect or try to make it seem like we're perfect. And um, even for myself, because I remember when Pastor was telling me some years ago when I was talking to her of like struggling with lust, especially coming into Christ. Oh my gosh, the life I was living versus what I'm living now is just totally different. And then I remember telling she Pastor was like, yeah, but after you overcome that, then the next one is the the desire for attention. And I was like, oh. Okay, I didn't know those levels. I was hoping this was going to be a one-time thing to be done, but it's not. It's okay. And uh, that's just where I've been. I've been searching because definitely waiting for a husband that long, everything that's in you that's not supposed to be in you raises a head, okay? So I'm like, I've been out here desiring attention from guys and seeking it and desiring it. I don't care if they're married or not. The, the, the desire for attention on the inside of me is is like reaching for Things that just I'm not supposed to be reaching for. And I know it's even offended people. And I'm just like, I'm so sorry because that is not what I want to do. But that <laughs> it, is a, it is an issue 
where in my heart I have desired it and I have reached for it and I have grabbed after it because I'm just like, Lord, when are you going to show up in this area? I've been waiting a long time and I'm over here in this place that I'm not supposed to be. I need to be like focused on you and not reaching for something that's not mine. And it's been a big struggle and it's been an area of shame that I carry because I walk away seeing myself and I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, look what I just did. And then it's hard to look back at the Lord. But even in this moment, the Lord is calling me to say to everybody, what hinders love? What is hindering our love and our intimacy with the Lord? Whatever that is, he, God is calling us to bring it to him, to confess it. And I pray that we are all encouraged in that because God is love. And he doesn't want anything hindering our love exchange between us and God. He wants there to be a pure love exchange, always coming to him for everything, always looking to him for everything and relying on him for everything because he loves us where we are. And before we were even here, he loved us. And so I am I'm blessed by the Lord moving and showing up and just, you know, sharing the, the encouragement with everybody. I'm encouraged myself. And even as I was just sharing right now, I do feel lighter. And so I'm so thankful for that. And Father, I'm just asking for you to help us in our struggles. Help us, forgive us, restore us, re- renew us, bring us into all that you have called for for us, Father. We trust that you are with us. We trust that you are for us. We trust that you love us where we are, for you are love. And so we glorify you this night and forevermore, Father. Praise be to your name, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. All right, you guys. Part two next week. (laughs) Yeah, I do have more. I do have more. So the Lord leads, and it will come forward. Amen. Have a good night. Let your light shine. Good night. Amen. Let your light shine. <laughs> if God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry, we pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.